So the question was, name something you have on your body that you weren't born with. Okay. Okay. This woman says, breast implants. We were all thinking it. She said it out loud, and I love her for it. Mm -hmm. Steve turns around to the board, and he goes, survey says... Do you want to know what the fucking board said? What did it say? D-cup dairy wagons. It said D-cup dairy wagons. I didn't this is a this is family feud. I if somebody looked at my breasts and said, "Those are some nice dairy wagons." I I'd move. <laughs> I, I would move. I don't know what I would do with that. Like, you put this as a television show with the word family in the title. <laughs> I didn't think that there was something worse than mommy milkers. But no, as it turns milkers. out, like, no. dairy wagon is worse. Uh, yes. Uh, <laughs> I, yeah? Hello? <laughs> I don't know what just Did, happened to me. Hey, um, I didn't know if you, I don't know if you knew this, but, um, <laughs> we're recording a podcast right now? Yeah, sorry. Uh, uh, <laughs> here we go. It won't happen again. <laughs> My bad. Um, okay. Welcome to Your Mom's a Hoax. Uh, this is the podcast where we cover all that is super spooky, and this is technically like our Halloween episode. Oh, shit. But yeah, I am your host, Alexis. I feel like we haven't introduced ourselves. Yeah, I'm your other host, Brenna. And my stomach just made a super loud noise that I do actually <laughs> think the audio track picked up. I love that. Leave that um, in. <laughs> <laughs> um, it was the milk and the four cookies I ate before this. Hey. It'd be like that. Sometimes you gotta eat what you gotta eat, man. Dude, I needed a snack. No, that's fair. I'm not here to judge you. My stomach also just made a noise, but the thing didn't pick it up, so. it. I literally saw it on my audio line. It like, spiked <laughs> a little bit. I was like, wow. That's fucking hilarious. <laughs> I love that. I can't wait kinda, to hear it. <laughs> kind of went ham there. <laughs> oh, God. Well, uh, how are you? How are things? I'm fucking exhausted. Yeah. I feel that. Yeah. But we're um, going to have I fun ha making this episode, yes? Yeah, we are. Um, <laughs> yeah, I had a pretty huge presentation at my work mm -hmm. on Monday. Um, it went it went well, I I hope, I think. Um, Fingers my, crossed. Send Britta good vibes because it was a very important presentation. It was. It was a big, big presentation for my career. So yeah, keeping we're very, my fingers crossed about that. <laughs> very proud of her. The only comment she got was that she was too professional. And I feel like yeah. that's not that's not the worst comment to have. Which for all of you listening, I'm sure is shocking. <laughs> Honestly. <laughs> it is. Um, yeah. It is <laughs> but for the most part, I got pretty good feedback um, on it, so I'm I'm feeling pretty good about it. I was real nervous, but yeah. Um, apparently, I'm a little come across a little too buttoned down, so I've got to relax a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, <laughs> which is fair. I yeah. do. <laughs> yeah, fair, fair. I also think it's just nerves. Absolutely, yeah. Yeah, 
Yeah, and you're but, like, ah, I mean, oh, how professional do they want me to be? You know, like, you don't, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's why I'll tone it down a little bit. Yeah. But you'll have yes. to let us know how that goes. I will. Mm-hmm. Um, how are you, my guy? I'm good. Same old, same old over here. I've kept my house clean for two days. And if okay. you know me, that's pretty big. That's a pretty big feat for me. So I'm feeling pretty good. Hell yeah. See, that time my stomach growled, might have picked it up. <laughs> Not 100% sure. Might have, though. <laughs> We're just going to have stomach growl on stomach growl. We mm. should eat before this. <laughs> like real <Yeah>. food. <laughs> probably. That, oh, that'd well. probably be smart. Oh, well. Well, you ready for a coin flip? Yeah, let's flip this coin. Let's flip this bitch. Heads. It is tails. Ooh, you have to go first. Didn't you go first last week? I did. I like it when you go first. Gives me time to collect my brain. <laughs> my thoughts. All right. Tell me about it. What are we talking about? Yep. So uh, for this app, we are talking about a very, very haunted area. Um, and an area that my mom grew up hearing about. Um, so we're going to take it all the way to California nice. and talk about the White Witches and the Gates of Hell. Mm. You do often be talking about the Gates of Hell. Um, yeah, I feel like this is a very hell-centered podcast as of late. <laughs> Hell's very spooky, and it's spooky season, it's pretty. I guess. <laughs> okay. So, Contra Costa County, California... That is some alliteration right there. Isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, say like that it. ten times fast. I can't. I can't <laughs> say it once. Keep going. <laughs> so, that area is consistently ranked um, as one of the spookiest places is in it. Wow. One yeah. of the spookiest places in California. And recently... It came fourth on the Curbed SF recent list of the most haunted spots in San Francisco Bay Area. That was a really long list, but that's pretty cool that it came number four. I'm not ever going to go there. (laughs) Yeah, so we're going to explore a little bit about why the East Bay's Black Diamond Mines are said to be so haunted. Well, I think it might have a little bit to do with the fact that they're mines, and people die in those. Mines are always haunted, you know? Yeah, they're not good. They're not a good place to be. (laughs) No, they really aren't. So, in the late 1800s to early 1900s, it was a thriving coal community, and the Black Diamond area has pretty much what's left of the towns Nortonville, Summersville, Stewartsville, West Hartley, and Judsonville. We got a lot of villes here. Yeah, a lot. It's kind of like we took our last name and put Ville at the end of it, and now it's my town. Yeah, I feel like we should really get, like, a little more creative with naming towns. No, I don't think so. I like it. Circleville. <laughs> so just, just keep on keeping on with the villes. I personally, uh, there is a street in one of the cities around the DFW area uh, mm-hmm. that's called Cat Mountain. I like that. And I just really want to meet the person that named that street because I feel like they've got some really banger ideas. Agreed. Cat Mountain. Cat Mountain. Mm. (laughs) 
So, of course, there are a lot of ghost stories in Urban Lunges kind of surrounding the mine site, um, you know, and uh, it's, it's a mining site. There's a lot going on. Yeah. But the biggest, like, urban legend spooky story is about the two white witches. Oh, okay. So there's a lot. So this is like a story within a story. Yeah. Story so we're gonna f- Yes. Okay, cool. Yeah. So we're going to talk about the white witches and then later down the gates of hell. Nice. Okay. Because of course, well, why wouldn't we? Yeah, no, um, we have we've to. got pits to hell, gates to hell. There are a lot of options if you want to get to hell. Yeah, there are an awful lot. And I think the dumbest way to cover it up is to build a castle over it. Moving on. I just feel like I maintain that I feel like a chapel would make the most sense. Just a chapel, not the whole thing. Literally, like... 20 years to make that, anyways. <sighs> Shocking. Idiots. So, there are two spirits of two women, one of Sarah Norton and the other of a woman named Mary. We don't have a last name for her. Um, okay. But apparently, they are the ones that haunt that area so sarah norton was buried in the cemetery which is the rose hill cemetery okay she was a midwife to the townsfolks um and apparently she uh, like according to the information given there she was a widow who married noah norton okay who as you may have put together nortonville was named after See, yeah, you just set up shop and you put Ville at the end of your last name and this is your town now. Yeah, I own it now. Yeah. Unfortunately, she died tragically um, because she was answering a call for, you know, because she was a midwife. Mm -hmm. um, So she was going to the neighboring town of Clayton and she was thrown from a buggy and instantly killed. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. I didn't realize that buggy accidents could be just as bad as, like, car accidents. Yeah, I mean, I guess it depends on, like, where and how you fall. Yeah, I guess so. You know? hmm Like, I mean, I think if you get, like, rocked straight into a tree, that's probably not looking good. Yeah, but, I mean, you're not going that fast. Well, yeah, but you can still... I don't know, people die because they just fell backwards standing up and hit their head. That's fair. That has happened. You know. Is there time to go? Yeah. So according to one report, Sarah was not religious, and she had told her kids that she didn't want a funeral. Okay. But when she died, the townspeople of Summersville wanted to give her one. Fair. Funerals are for the living. Yeah. Yeah. Very much so. On the day of the funeral, a fierce storm struck up and caused them to delay it until the next day. And then, that following day, another storm came out of nowhere, and the livestock started, like, charging through the town, and the townspeople pretty much were like, never mind. Stop trying to give her a funeral. They just buried her in the cemetery, and pretty much from that day, her spirit has been said to see, be seen around Somerville mm-hmm. or Summersville. Yeah, there's, an, there's another S in there. Mm-hmm. And other locations where the mining towns used to be. So she really, really did not want a funeral. <laughs> She's kind of an asshole. 
Like, these people just want- I understand you didn't want one, I get it. Like, you don't want one and nobody can make you have one, but like, these people just wanted to celebrate your life and now you what, feel the need to haunt the area for the rest of time? Yeah. That's a bit dramatic, no? Well, okay, okay, but on the flip side, on the flip side, the townspeople are kind of assholes because like, I don't know, it's arguably easier to just not have a funeral. Yeah, I get that, but she delivered just everybody's babies. Yeah, but if she's so important, would you not want to just respect her dying wishes? No, that's fair. I think we're all in the wrong. She, she said, I do not want this. No, and the fair. first thing you do is go against her death, her death wish? That's fair. Dog, you're asking for a ghost. When the first thing you do... <laughs> I also would like to go back for a moment. She died on her way to a call. Yeah. Somewhere a woman was giving birth. <laughs> oh, that is unfortunate. Yeah. Because, like, Oof. she was going there for... A, a woman was giving birth. That woman was stuck with her husband. I would like to say a prayer for her. <laughs> as well. <laughs> that woman was True. stuck with just her husband in the 1800s. He probably wasn't even in the room. That woman was alone. He's like, is that a <laughs> vagina? Gross. <laughs> Goodbye. I gotta go. I gotta, I gotta go. <laughs> I don't know how to deal with these womanly things. Ew. Men. I can't. <laughs> True. So. Our other white witch is Mary. Okay. Now again... There are a couple Marys buried in the cemetery, so we're not really sure which one it is. Mary's a but according to, name, so... Yeah. According to the legend, she was a nanny in the 1870s. And the coal mine was still operating. Mm -hmm. But all of the children that she cared for died of illnesses. And she was accused of witchcraft. Little late for that. Yeah. After the townspeople found evidence of her sorcery rituals. Okay, well, they uh, would think that, like, I'm trying to think of something that they'd think is, like, switchy today. Rosemary in a classy jar. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like those volcanoes you make for the science fair, witchcraft. <laughs> like, dog. Yeah, I'd I'd be instantly basic science back then was witchcraft. Like, <laughs> yeah. So she was hung. Rip. Yeah, and she has been seen guarding the mines, and generally when people see her, she's just hovering around and all in white. Okay. So okay. those are our. They just kind of are white witches. Yeah. And now, according to my mother, because my mother grew up in the San Francisco Bay Area, nice. according to my mother, in her youth, they used to, like, go... If I, I made it sound like my mom is, like, ancient. She's really it, not it, old. In her youth. When like, I say, like, in her youth, like, I mean, like, a teenager. I like, get it. <laughs> a kid. Um, sorry, mom. I didn't... You're not old. You are old. Just kidding. I love you. Okay, I'm not here to call your mother old at all. She okay, looks okay, like hey, she's look. 20. She does. She looks phenomenal. Um, I'm allowed to call my mother old because she birthed me. Fair. And also because my mother literally looks like she 
could be my sister and that happens to me on a regular basis that people are like is that your sister no i don't have a sister it's my mom also she gets hit on like all the time yeah but well for you as an adult like as a grown woman Uh, yeah (laughs) i'm hoping that it's gonna work in your favor it's gonna be fine Uh, yeah no also men do hit on my mom a lot um well that's fun you can't blame them yeah but i'm allowed to call her old because i'm her child okay (laughs) now according to my mother when she was a kid they would like go looking for the white witches and see if they could like find them like that was a thing that they would do and according to like the legend that they heard growing up if you saw one of them then you only had a year to live yikes so it's pretty spooky that's pretty spooky and if that's not enough we're gonna jump into the gates of hell now yay it's a good good time my favorite place to be just kidding but we are there a lot (laughs) (laughs) true we do talk about hell quite a bit yeah so the, the gates of hell are in antioch which is a couple minutes from Concord, California, which is where my mom grew up. A quote quote from my mother. Mm-hmm. It, so I'm just going to read the, the full thing. Yep. Antioch is just a few minutes from Concord where I grew up. So when I was a teenager, we would drive out to the gates of hell and to the White Witch location to see if we could experience any spooky encounters. It was always scary as crud and dark and foreboding, but we would always go anyways. (laughs) Some kids say that if you saw the White Witch or any other ghosts inside the gates that you would die of mysterious causes in a year. Kids are dumb, but the legend persists to this day. So that is a quote from my mother, my my you lovely mother, s- my momager. <laughs> you said my mother just fine, and then you looked like, oh, I fucked that up. And then you, like, reset it, and I was like, didn't say anything wrong the first time, my guy. <laughs> I, in my head, I was like, that's wrong. So along Empire Mine Road in Antioch, California, there are the gates of hell. Okay. So basically, it is a literal gate on the side of the road. That the locals just call the gates of hell. Now, they aren't, like, it's just a gate. They they don't have, like, gargoyles on them or anything like that, you know, and... I mean, like, it's a gate to someone's property, yeah? Whose fucking gate is it? I don't know. I think it's just a gate that kind of exists. Okay. Okay, cool. Yeah. So, it's really described as, like, just, like, a swinging metal barricade. Mm-hmm. Um, kind of, like, what gets put at trailheads to stop, like, like when you're hiking. Like, what gets put at the beginning of trails before you... So, like, cars don't go in. Oh, like a big rock? What? You said get put at the beginning of trails so cars don't drive in. Yeah, that's... A rock is not a gate. Oh. Dog, I... what? <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. I, I, I kind of like... I don't know what happened. I just told you it was a gate. <laughs> I, I was there. <laughs> I know. <laughs> I'm sorry. Let me correct myself. This is actually the big... Big rock of hell. (laughs) 
it's not a boulder. It's, it's a, a rock. rock. <laughs> we have to keep going. <laughs> oh, goodness. God. <laughs> so. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. <laughs> like, we just spent, like, a good, like, couple of minutes talking about the fact that this is a gate. I zoned out for, like literally two <laughs> seconds i felt myself zone out and zone back in and i was like oh yeah rock <laughs> uh, yes i guess i thought you were like describing something else oh, like I, <laughs> I thought you were talking about something else and then you oh, said at the beginning of a trail so then i'm thinking like any trail i've ever been on and i'm like well it doesn't start with anything really i don't really know what she's talking about so i was like like a rock <laughs> like <laughs> <laughs> okay I'm sorry. I'm okay. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. So, it's not super, like, spooky. Like, if you just, like, drive by, like, it's kind of just, like, a gate. Yeah. But, as, as we'll find out, you don't really want to hang out there super long. Um, and you definitely don't want to step through it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, the gates of hell have a whole lot of paranormal activity, ghostly phenomenon, mm -hmm. and all that stuff. And a apparently, mo like, most of them are potentially a physical threat. Oh, I don't like it when it's a physical threat. Yeah. So, there are two dark legends associated with the gates of hell. Okay. Um, they're both pretty gory. And uh, the ghosts and spirits kind of around there stay in that area. And it seems like they are either reenacting or seeking revenge for their demise. Yikes. I don't know about the seeking revenge thing. Because that's just like a normal thing. But you said the reenacting part. And like, sometimes I wonder, and like, we'll never know. But like, mm -hmm. do you think past days just like replay over and over again? Oh, that is a whole theory that I would love to get into. Oh, no, we don't have to get into uh, it right now. I was just not, talking. not, th that's like a whole different episode that we, we gonna have to get into. Yeah, because no, I get it. But yes. you said replays and I'm like, oh, that's the same thing that I've always thought about. Yeah, there's the a whole days. theory about like, like some ghosts, like some haunts are simply ghosts reliving. Mm -hmm. Like That'd they be go awful. through walls because, yeah, it's because a whole, they, it's really interesting. Oh, wait, do they go through the walls because the walls weren't there? originally yeah. <gasps> like the walls weren't there originally or there was a door there oh, so like you see them doing those things because they're like reliving like next level though yeah like that adds so much more to like the like walking through walls like they're not doing it for no reason yeah my mind like it's blown. an imprint of time huh it's pretty cool that is pretty cool so some of the things that you might experience are cold spots orbs of light um, and apparently there's even a gravity hill, which I do think we've mentioned before. Is that like a hill where you roll something down it and it looks like it's rolling up the hill? Yes. I've never seen one, but that sounds cool. Yeah, it's like a visual. Mm -hmm. uh, I forgot. The illusion. Yeah. So. Why is it haunted? Yeah, why? Let's get into <laughs> it. The first legend... um is that beyond the gates of hell, there used to be an insane asylum. Okay. 
Mentally yeah. ill doesn't like, equal the devil, but go off, I guess. Mm-hmm. Apparently, there's like like the whole nine straight jackets, shock treatments, lobotomies, all of the things that we realized at some point were inhumane and terrible. Like, I don't understand how it took, I just feel like one lobotomy and you're like, yeah, okay, so that didn't work. Yeah, or like, I'm not completely, I don't know who thought shoving an ice pick would like fix anything. I won't. <laughs> like, just like it's gonna actually cause more problems. <laughs> yeah, it doesn't I, on paper it seems like a bad idea. <laughs> yeah, like on paper that's not good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I don't know why so, the extra step. Continue. <laughs> of course the spirits of these deceased patients um, who are realistically victims. Yeah. Um basically like hang out at the landscape which like is fair yeah i'd haunt i'd haunt things too i'd be yep i'd be haunting some shit i'd be mad so some allegedly still suffer like the same mental illnesses that they did in life um and others are just simply incoherent with rage yeah. Uh, which I think would be me. They shoved an ice pick in my eye and tried to shock the anxiety away. Yeah. So it's it's pretty common that mental hospitals and other facilities, especially from that time period, are pretty haunted. Yeah. Um, especially after they're closed down. I just think, like, places where, like, lots of bad stuff happened. Yeah. Like, it's gotta be haunted. <laughs> like, it just is. Yeah, so apparently, you know, they are notably stronger and angrier than, like, your average Joe ghost, I guess. Yeah, they're fucking pissed. What do you mean? And it seems like the gates are what keep them in that area. Oh, I wonder if it's because those were, like, the gates to the asylum. Potentially. And, like, that's what kept them in, you know, when they were alive. So... Allegedly, if you stay on the road, you're fine. But if you cross through the gates, you may be immediately attacked. They're waiting. Yeah. They said, come back, clock in. I'm going to kill your ass. Yeah. So, yeah. So the ghosts, yeah, the ghosts lash out. Mm -hmm. And apparently one group of explorers recorded, like, going through the gates and wandering kind of sh- a short distance beyond mm-hmm. and they immediately felt hateful stares and um, and they fled when they began to experience like rocks and other small objects like flying by them yeah i gotta go that's it for me that's way too much right so they got into the car and all of a sudden there was a creature of some sort that leapt onto the hood nope I gotta go. I gotta go. <laughs> Orig- they thought it was a mountain lion. Uh, so they started the car and screamed, which honestly, same. Yeah. And uh, the beast was like thrown off the car um, and ran out of sight. And then when they got on the road, they realized that what had jumped onto their car had ran away on two legs and not four. Don't like that. There's only a number of animals that can run away on two legs. Yeah. And if it's not a person, it's a bear, and that's fucking scary. (laughs) I think you would also know if it was a bear. For sure. 
nor like, do I think a bear <laughs> could like put its whole body on the hood of a car. I think a bear could like <laughs> slam the hood of a car. I don't know that a bear is jumping onto <laughs> the hood of a car. <laughs> also, I think like if a bear like jumped on or off the hood of your car, like you would have noticeable bear damage. Bears weighs a lot. You think the hood, see, see, now I'm picturing, now it's like a cartoon. Like, the bear has, like, jumped on there and its nails get stuck in the hood, and so then the whole fucking hood of the car comes off. And oh, the yeah. And bear's like, ooh, like, <laughs> like, walking around with this fucking hood I'm of the claws. Like, sorry, run that by me one more time. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, the claws are stuck in the thing, and then he's got it, yeah. and he's, like, running. That's what I see. I know. I'm gonna, I'm gonna go with not a bear. Yeah, <laughs> me too. <laughs> Um, it could be a cryptid, or it could just be a really peeved off ghost. It's, I'm gonna go with ghost, personally. Yeah. So, our second legend is that a slaughterhouse was behind the gates of hell. So, Mm -hmm. a lot of people believe that animals have their own, like, souls and spirits. Oh, okay. Right? So, if there was a slaughterhouse, there would be a lot of violent death of the animal. Right, right. Um, and that could release energies that contrib- like contribute to all of the paranormal experience. Okay. So, this particular alleged slaughterhouse was closed in 1995 after a particularly gruesome murder. Was it actually back there? I'm... I don't know that, like, I'm not sure. Sh- I think these are both, like, legends. Oh, okay. So I'm not sure, like, the validity of, like, any of it. Well, yeah, did you say 1995? Was... We can prove that. Yeah. Okay. That's provable. We could go and look, yeah. look that up. Just saying. Yeah, I think, I think they're both, like, yeah, I think they're both. I mean, I guess, I guess technically both could be true, because if the asylum closed long time ago in like the early 1900s then i guess a slaughterhouse could open up after that no that's fair and be open until the 95 but well, then it's like extra spooky ooky a lot a lot's going on that's a i mean that's a, that's a that's a possibility i mean i guess that's why i'm so mm-hmm. angry over there yeah i'm not gonna throw it out yeah but murder so okay there was an <laughs> a man dripping blood and screaming for help came like stumbling down the road through the gates um and uh, he had been brutally stabbed by his girlfriend don't know why okay he, the the paramedics were called but they were too late he died um but to this day there is like an occasional eyewitness of a mysterious woman holding a bloody knife <gasps> yeah she screams in rage, stalks around, and some people say that she hovers a few feet above the ground. I love that little rhyme. Is it supposed to, or did that just happen? <laughs> I think that just happened. Okay, cool. You're Dr. Seuss now. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Yeah. So, that her, like, hovering around would kind of, po- like, point to her being a ghost and not, like, an escaped murderer right so there's some questions on like how she died because if she's like haunting like she 
she died so like there's questions like did he kill her before he like succumbed to the fact that he had been stabbed did she stab him because she was defending herself or did she stab him on purpose um i don't know lots of questions Um, yeah so one of the ideas is that like maybe he attacked her and she if she was defending herself and she died Mm -hmm. maybe she stuck around to make sure that the job was done because she never saw the body i don't know like the next like my story i'm not gonna get too much into it because like it's not my turn i know but like uh, my story it seems like the ghost kind of knew every single thing that happened at the second she like passed oh shit and so like it makes me wonder like is that ghost like as soon as you die are you a ghost can you stab the man i don't know maybe (laughs) yeah so who knows but apparently that is a thing okay so some other paranormal phenomena that happen around the gates of hell Mm mm-hmm as with any other haunted area, there are a whole lot of, like, minor things that happen. So, of course, you've got the floating orbs, spotting mm-hmm. around, chilling, vibing. Mm-hmm. They're generally only seen out of the corner of your eye, but they can be captured on a thermal camera. Okay. Nice. Cold spots are all throughout this area. That's because there's ghosts everywhere. Continue. Yep. Walking through the fields. Even during the day, you can feel a sudden chill and a sense of dread. Yeah. Yep. Um, <laughs> and generally, like, that re- that represents, like, an influence of, like, not as powerful ghosts. Oh, okay. I guess. Not the kind of ghost that can stab you or attack your car. Yeah, but they definitely uh, make you feel like shit the whole time you're there. <laughs> yeah, they're like, I can't do a whole lot, but I can at least make you sad. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So, generally, like, the thing with this area is, like, the frequency and the number of things that happen. Mm -hmm. So, generally, when psychics go to visit that area, they're overwhelmed by the dark energies. Yeah, it's, like, too Um, much. I could see that. Yeah. So, like, in in most haunted locations, like, if you find one, that's, like, a big deal. But Mm -hmm. this, there's just, like, a lot going on here. Yeah. For sure. Yeah, so near this area, they're pretty commonplace, and so a lot of people just ignore them. Oh. <laughs> they're like, oh, here's, here's a cold spot again. <laughs> I mean, I guess that makes sense. What can you do about it? Yeah, I mean. But I don't like it. I don't like that we're just ignoring yeah. it. <laughs> I mean, they're just like, oh, it's, it's those damn ghosts again. Yeah. Like, oh, can't, can't get rid of them. It's howling Oof. all the time here. Like, of course there are strange sounds um notably scrapes and moans as if somebody is dragging themselves along the ground it's the scrapes for oh because oh, mm. now i picture every yeah. horror movie where anything's ever like drug itself across the ground hate it that's okay that my scares favorite... me i think more than running after me Nah, by far my least favorite, and by least favorite I mean, like, the spookiest horror movie effect to me is, like, when they do that, like, weird stop-motion crawling on the ground thing. hmm I fucking hate that shit. Yeah. It spooks me out so much. It gets me every time. Where their arms feel like they're broken or whatever, and they're oh like... Oh my god, yeah. Or... I gotta say, though, scariest, like, horror movie moment. I don't care what anybody says. 
I don't give a shit. In Insidious, the scene where, like, the, like, devil, like, pops up and it's that red face behind his head. It scares the shit out of me every time. That's scary when you're looking at it. When you see a still of that, it's not scary anymore. Like when Disagree. You... Oh, no, I think when you look at it, <laughs> I'm like, that's the dumbest looking devil I've ever seen. Like, I love the Insidious movies. That's the part that I'm like, that's so stupid. That looks no, so dude, stupid. I don't, like, for whatever reason, that scene scares the shit out of me. <laughs> every, And I watch a lot of horror movies. Yeah. But for whatever reason, like, that one just gets me. For me, it, it really is, like, bones breaking. I don't do well with what? that. I don't watch a lot of gore. So when the whole oh. fourth season of Stranger Things oh, was d- just bones oh. breaking. The first I time just, it happened, I was like, couldn't handle like, that. That's how we're doing this? Oh, I hate it. And I thought maybe that was, like, a one-time situation in the show. No. no. That's the plot. Yeah. That's Reoccurring the plot. theme. Did <laughs> like, not love it. It was so good, though. Oh, my God. So good. 10 out of 10. Do recommend Ugh. Cannot wait for the next season. <sighs> Ruin me. <laughs> Run it up the hill. Sorry. Go ahead. Anyways. um, Of course, lastly, we always have visible apparitions. Now, they are not as common as some of the other stuff. But generally around the gates of hell, we have a white lady. <laughs> we got a white lady over here. <laughs> doing white lady things she got her pumpkin spice she's having a good time she saved a pit bull this morning she's being a white lady she's like you got any pumpkin spice dog and if you don't can i speak to your manager like just another fucking white lady Sorry, I know that probably wasn't, like, what you meant, but I was like, ah. It might have made perfect sense, but the second I read it. (laughs) Do you mean, like, a lady in white? Yeah, okay. (laughs) (laughs) No, it's just a white lady that haunts this area. All that it is. Like, she didn't find him. It's Nancy Grace screaming. She's not dead, and I don't wish Nancy Grace dead, but that's what I think her ghost would be like. <laughs> He's like, excuse me. <laughs> I cannot. Oh my god. Uh yeah. As well as strangely dressed and unnaturally tall men. Oh, okay. What strangely dressed me? And see that's different for all different kinds of people. I mean, like, I don't. I guess it depends on the situation. Like, for me, if I walk out into the woods and all of a sudden I see homeboy in a suit, I'm like, you don't belong here. Yeah, what are you odd. doing? That's strange, for sure. Yeah. For the woods? Yeah. For, for the, sure. Yeah. Don't be out there anyways. What are you doing out there? When are you ever going to run into a man in a suit in the woods? <laughs> True. Um, <laughs> but apparently in this case, it is, uh, like, it doesn't suit the modern time so it's like something out of the 19th century Mm-mm. okay so they're just outdated they haven't caught up with the fashion trends they gotta start asking the white lady <laughs> <laughs> she's like these fucking kids on this tiktok she's that like, i just figured out how to use as a ghost told me i couldn't wear skinny jeans anymore and they can fuck right like, off i will be wearing yeah. skinny jeans she's like excuse me but this time of year is 
Christian girl fall fashion. Yeah. I Break out be. the wide brim hat. Yes. Where's your flannel? See, and this, I think some people are going to be like, oh, they're just making fun of, like, white people. No. Dog, I am the Listen. whitest person on this earth. <laughs> Listen. I think you should just lean into being a white person. That doesn't mean lean into being racist or no, sexist or a problem. But, like, drink your pumpkin spice. Wear your Ugg boots. Put a oh, sweater yeah. on. Look like also, Luke Skywalker. Do your thing. I like it. I like yeah. I will be a white lady, but a good one. Yeah. I... <laughs> <laughs> oh my god she's like look at the pinterest board do you see any 19th century clothes on there no she's like, get you, with it the top hat why is it so tall why seriously we, we don't gotta get some it. modern farmhouse out in here where's the chiffron <sighs> give me some shiplap honestly honestly we need to spruce it up out here a little live laugh love what are we doing if you start seeing Live, Laugh, Love hanging on the gates of hell, it's the white lady. <laughs> Shit, we gotta spruce it up in here. This shit's looking drab. <laughs> Dust something. Oh my gosh. Fuck. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, but of course, um, she will ignore you if you attempt to speak with her and disappear without a trace. So she's kind of, and as will all of the apparitions... Um, but she's like, I don't have time for you. I'm trying to live, laugh, love it up over here. Yeah. I'm trying to live. Uh-huh. Fuck. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> over here, bitch. Leave me alone. Oh, my God. Um. <laughs> I've got puppies to save somewhere. Goodbye. Seriously. Oh, my God. Uh, but, yeah, that's what I got for you on the white witches in the gates. <laughs> nice. Real talk. Since oh, this is appropriate because we're talking about white ladies and saving what? dogs. Okay. Real and talk. We are white ladies that both have dogs. That we rescued. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. Um, my one of mine looks good. Might be a pit bull. I'm not 100% sure. Whatever. Anyways, this lady I was filming for, um, I made a documentary as like a school project in college and we were filming mm -hmm. for that and like using the drone and like minding your own business. And this lady pulls up next to us and she's like, hi, so sorry to interrupt. Just blonde lady, blonde white lady. Mm -hmm. She's like, did you guys see that dog? I was running around. I've been trying to get him for like 30 minutes and he won't get in my car. <laughs> and I was like, no, ma'am, but if I see him, I'll point him in your direction. Like, <laughs> I'll tell him to go over there, I guess. <laughs> but it was just like the most, and she had like the white uh, Tahoe or whatever. Like it was oh, just the most white, it was peak it was white lady. It was so I, funny. I cannot say anything because I am the type of person that would, like, straight up stop on the highway and be 110%. like, 110%. Get in my car. And let it be dog. known that other races of people can rescue dogs. It's just a trope oh, yeah, that sure. white ladies can rescue a pit bull and make it wear a sweater. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. I don't know where it's at. And I don't know where the original TikTok is, but there is this, like, whole sound from, like, a video where a man is going off about a white lady, like, saving a pit bull. And it's the funniest fucking thing I've ever heard. I hope you guys <laughs> find it, like, someday. Oh, my God. Oh. Uh, well, I guess that yeah, makes the, it. Yeah, uh, the gates of hell, full of spooky specters and white women. Yeah. <laughs> oh, God. The spookiest of all the specters. <laughs> white women. Wait, wait, wait. Oh, God. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. It makes me think of that, um... From the New clip Girl? From New Girl. <laughs> a white man? No! 
And then a white man broke in today. <laughs> Alright, so it's my turn. Yeah, what have you got for me, my guy? Today, you're gonna get spooky ooky, but also I love a it. little true crimey wimey. Ooh. I didn't like that as the words came out of my mouth, but... Yeah, that was pretty cringy, I'm gonna be honest. Like, spooky wooky. That was, that was very white woman ghost of you. <laughs> We're here to talk about another white woman ghost. Wow! Yeah. So, uh, I like to set the scene a little bit. I like okay. to tell... I like to start in, like, the middle of the story and then work my way back. So, that's what we're doing Yeah, today. let me know. Um, it's 1897. Wow. It's, like, 100 years before you were born. <laughs> nice. Um, Incredible. And uh, we're with 11-year-old Andy Jones in Greenbrier County, West Virginia. Okay. Word. So, the uh, the other side of the continent. Yes. We've, we've jumped to the other side of the... Hell yeah. Of the country, yeah. Um, yeah, so 11-year-old Andy, uh, has been asked by Mr. Shu to go down to his house on January 22nd of 1897. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Mr. Edward Shu, he had gone down to Martha Jones's house, which is Andy's mom, and he was like, hey, can Andy go down to my house and, like, collect some eggs from the chicken coop and, like, check on my wife because she's not feeling well? Um... And, like, ask her if she wants anything from town while I'm at work. And <laughs> uh, his mom was like, yeah, but he's got some other errands. Now, pause for a second. Well, let it be said. Mm -hmm. The Joneses were, like, one of the only black families in town. Okay. And it's 1897. Okay. So, I'm pretty sure that it wasn't, like, a very polite, hey, can your son run these errands for me? Probably not. It was probably like do this like you don't really have a choice in the matter like other podcasts that made it sound like this little boy andy just like did chores for everybody around town all the time and like ran errands for them and then somebody else in a different episode of a podcast put it in perspective that they were like the only black family in town or one of the only Oof. black families in town and i was like that's why yeah like, he wasn't just running your errands for fun no like, no, he was the probably fuck? just trying to survive. Yeah. Like, yeah. Oof. So, and I was like, we're not going to rewrite history and make it seem like that was just a was dandy all... request that Andy yeah. was so excited <laughs> was to do. Sunshine and rainbows. No, they were probably like, hey, insert racist remark. Yeah. Uh, so, Andy had some other errands, but his mom was like, yeah. He can add that to his list. He had some other stuff to do, though, mm -hmm. um, for the other fucking white people in town, I guess. And um, it took him a little bit to get to Edward Shoe's errands. Yeah. Now, Edward, not very happy about that. He don't like that at all. Okay, well, um, crimey river, build a bridge and get over it. Do your own well, errands. I have that note. The <laughs> same note. <laughs> uh, because he checks in. He goes back to Martha's house four times throughout the day. Jesus. And becomes, like, increasingly annoyed that Andy hasn't, like, been able to go to his house yet. Okay, I'm oh, sorry. Listen. I'm sorry. No, Doug, so you have a job, right? Uh, yeah. Right? You're not doing these errands because you have a job. Right? Okay. Right. If you have the time to go, go to my harass... Some woman about why her son, who is doing everybody's errands, 
Yeah, because apparently not, nobody wants to do their own shit in this yeah, town. Has not gotten to your errand yet. Then you have the time to go check on your own damn wife and get your own I damn eggs. I'm 110% sure that's what Martha and Andy were thinking. Verbatim, that's what they thought. <laughs> like, <laughs> you have the time to harass me. How would you go take the time to get your own damn eggs? I don't understand. Okay, here's the kicker, though. Our sweet little Andy, he goes down to Edward Shoe's house because he's like, fine, fuck you, I'll go do that. He goes down there. There's not any eggs in the coop. Uh, dog. <laughs> Andy's pissed at this point. Like, I would I, be too. That's not, that's not part of the story, but I know he's mad. Like, I mean, like, I'd be so annoyed. Like, the eggs aren't even in this fucking coop. <laughs> like, <laughs> and then, like, he's, like, thinking, like, well, if the eggs aren't in the coop, then you had to know the eggs weren't in the coop. Like, why did you send me down here? Literally. <laughs> like, so he's like, what the fuck? And he still has to go check on um, Edward's wife. So he okay. goes up to the farmhouse to check on her, and he, like, knocks on the front door because my kid's got manners. Love that. Love to see it. Um, he knocks on the front door, and there's no answer. Mm-hmm. And the door is unlocked. Okay. So, because it's, like, 1897. And um, he just lets himself in. Okay. Valid. He's probably thinking he's going to get yelled at if he doesn't actually go in here and check on this woman. Yeah. So he walks in. It's not good. It's not good when he walks I, in. I figured it was going in a in a bad direction. It is it is not going to be great um, because he finds Edward's wife Zona laying at the bottom of the stairs, completely lifeless. Yikes! That's bad. Yeah, um, that's real depending bad. On, depending on your sources, she might have been in the kitchen. It's real fuzzy. She's in there. She's dead. Oh, and poor he's kid. like, "I'm 11. I can't even process that. That is a dead body. I'm gonna." I need to touch her to make sure she's, like, dead, oh, I guess. So he, like, God. touches her, and she's cold, like, ice cold. He's tripping. I would be, same. too. As a 24-year-old adult, I come into a house and see that. I, too, am tripping. And what he does next is sprints to his mom's house. Naturally. Same. I, too, as a 24-year-old adult, sprinting to my mother's house. Yes. Like, <laughs> but I don't know what to do. Immediately. <laughs> um, goes to his mom's house. He's like, Mom, Zona's dead. And she's like... What did you do? Like, what do you mean she's dead? Like, no, I doubt she accused him of anything, but it's just like, what? Well, you were over there for five minutes. Like, what do you he mean? comes in, he's like, there were no eggs and she's dead. I don't dead. know. Like, why did I don't you know. send me down here? Um, so they go and they have to go inform Edward that his wife has passed. Uh, oh my all God. Of that, put all of that on a post it. Coming back to it. I swear to God, but, if this child gets blamed. Because oh no, it's nothing like that. This good. actually doesn't take a horribly racist turn. Oh my god. So you god. guys cannot fret about that. This little boy doesn't get blamed for that. Good. And I shouldn't have said what did you do, but it's just like you know when you come to your mom and you're like, This is broken. And you're yeah. like, What did you do? <laughs> like Oh. I don't know. Okay, so we're gonna back on up. We're okay. gonna talk about Miss uh Mrs. Elva Zoner Heaster Shoe. Oh it's a lot of names. Okay. Okay. Yeah, there's a lot of names. Um, born Elva Zona Heaster. Mm -hmm. She goes by Zona, so that's what we're going to call her for the rest of the ep. Um, she was born in either 1873 or 1875, depending on your source. We don't know. They didn't keep birth certificates until, of like, course. 1907. So, yeah. whatever. Couldn't um, just write down the date. It's fine. 
Nope. Uh, she was born, though, to her parents, Mary Jane and Jacob Heaster, in mm-hmm. Greenbrier County, West Virginia. Okay. So, they were this cute little farming family. She had, like, a bunch of siblings, all of whom I think were boys. I think there was, like, six or seven of them. They're all boys. She's the only girl. So, okay. naturally, her and Mary Jane, very, very close. Yeah. Like, they're in a house full of smelly boys. Makes sense. Yeah. So, um, when Zona was 16... She finally got to go into town and do her own thing. She had all these boys to protect her, like her brothers and oh, stuff. Oh, yeah. She got a so, posse. Yeah. So she goes into town with her brothers to do some things, and she falls in love with this boy. Mm-hmm. Um, I think his name was George. They fell very quickly in love. She's 16. First oh. love. Like with all first loves, things get hot and heavy rather fast. Mm-hmm. Like, very quickly. Um, and Zona ends up pregnant at 16. No Sidebar. shame to that. Do what you gotta do. What? Not me realizing that six or 16 was almost a decade ago. Yeah. I'm gonna move Ugh. on from that because I don't want to think about it. Anyways. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> she ends up being pregnant and despite mm-hmm. it being like the 1890s, everyone's super lax about it. Oh, good. Like, good. I don't know. Their parents, both of the, you know, teenagers' parents, they were like, so y'all aren't fit to be, like, a family. Okay. Um, yeah. This is already, like, I think at that kind of time, it had kind of already run its course, like, the puppy love. Yeah. And, like, it just wasn't going to work out. Like, they weren't, they weren't fit to be parents. Yeah, they were children. Yeah, they were children. And so they decided to do, like, the 19, or the 1890s version of co-parenting, and the boy was going to, like, send her money to support the baby and, like, visit the kid on the weekends and stuff. Okay. So far, um, I am very excited that this, this story, aside from the murder, um, which is obviously terrible, but so far mm-hmm. I'm pretty pumped that uh, the story is not horrendously racist and or terrible towards women that got pregnant. Yeah, that's about the only thing that's good about this app because it's going to take a real bad turn. You know trigger what I'll warning. take it. <laughs> uh, trigger warning for, like, the loss of a child. Oh, no. God damn it. I know. Um, unfortunately, their son, he passed away very soon after <sighs> Zona gave birth. And on Morbid, they said it was uh, so soon. I guess, like, in their research, they'd found that it was so soon um, that they didn't even, like, name him yet. Like, there's not a name oh. on his birth certificate. Which I guess... Maybe they had birth certificates? Then that can't be a real birth certificate. I googled it, okay? Birth certificates were not, like, legally and federally instated until 1907. Huh. I mean, they must have had, like, they probably had, like, some type of record keeping. I'm sure. This is only, like, 20 years before, so I'm sure there was something then. Yeah, by then they were like, maybe we should write this down. (laughs) Yeah, maybe. We don't know when anybody was fucking born. That is really sad, though. Yeah, it was awful. Um... And so, you know, from there, they break up or whatever completely. And I think he moved on, like, a year later and, like, actually married somebody else and, like, that sort of thing. Like, moved on kind of fast. But Mm -hmm. Zona was just kind of, like, left. Like, it was not only the loss of, like, her first love, but also, like, the loss of her child. Like, I can't even imagine that. At 16? Yeah. Like, I couldn't handle that as an adult. (laughs) Like, much less as a child. Like, I don't know. I just... That's a lot. It's very heavy. Um, but Zona is kind of starting to feel like herself again. And she's like, you know, I'm going to go into town, do my thing with my, you know, my brothers, whatever. It'll be fine. And this is like a few years later. This isn't like immediately after. She's probably yeah. like 
in her 20s now or whatever. Yeah. And um, she meets the new blacksmith in town. Okay. Mr. Uh, Edward Trout Shoe. Okay. And um, she met him in 1896. And like I said, she just started to get back to normal after, you know, the loss of her first love and child. And she mm-hmm. is smitten by Edward. Okay. Okay. Now, Mama Mary Jane, she ain't fucking having it. Ooh, she don't like him. She spelled that bullshit the second he walked through the fucking door. She is not about it. Moms know. Moms know. I literally wrote that in my notes. Like, moms always know. So, Zona, though, like, her mom's like, you're not dating him. That's got to, this is done. Uh, You're not allowed to see him anymore. Whatever. And I'm I sure that went very vibe. well. Yeah, so well that uh, Zona was like, yeah, I'm going to sneak out and see him. Yeah, that, that tracks. You know, I'm 22 to 40, I'm 22 to 24 years old right now, and I'm going to do whatever the hell I want. Mom. Yeah, that tracks. <laughs> uh, so they s- continue to see each other in mm-hmm. secret, and Edward eventually manipulates Zona into running away with him and getting married. That is always just such a good plan. I say manipulates. Yeah. Because that's what happened. He knew what he was doing. Of course. <laughs> like, of course he did. Sh- yeah. Um, she wore a red dress that she had made herself and no one attended their wedding since no one knew about it. Mm-hmm. And her mother would have shut that shit the fuck down. Yeah. Had she known. So, um... I don't know. She's completely estranged from her family now. And Mm. like her husband has completely isolated her basically. And if you guys can kind of, if you've listened to so much true crime, like I have, you can see where this is going. Yeah. It's not good. Uh, Um, because for those of you that don't know, typically when a significant other starts to, and I'm not an expert by any means, and I've never even like been in, I have the privilege of not having been in a relationship like this, but based off what I know, when a significant other starts to, like, close you off from your family and your friends and stuff, like, the next step in that process is some form of abuse, whether it be, like, mental yeah. or physical or otherwise. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> yeah. And, I mean, he wanted complete control of their life. Like, he has that at this point. Um, so, three months into their marriage is where we meet up with Andy and Martha from the beginning, and shit gets bad. Yep. <sighs> So they go over to Edward, they go over to the blacksmith place. They're like, Edward, yo, your wife died. (laughs) Like, (laughs) bad news. My guy. (laughs) No eggs. Sidebar. Wife's dead. Sorry. No eggs, though. Couldn't find them. Um, Very confused. And he leaves work, obviously. And they ask, you know, he had asked whoever was there. I don't know. It's like mixed stories depending on your sources. But he asked whoever was there to be like, hey, can you call the county doctor? Because uh, my wife's dead. Um, and so I think the doctor in this next part could have tried a little harder. Probably. It's just, I'm going to let you guys decide, though, what you think. Um, so Edward gets over there to the house. Dr. Knapp, I think, maybe had to see another patient. He's the county doctor. So mm-hmm. he's got a lot going on. Had to see somebody. I mean, and... and not to be fucked up, but Zona's already dead, so it's like... I don't know. He's helping another patient. He shows up, like, a couple hours later. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Walks in, definitely expecting to see Zona laying in the floor, where she was, like, found. Yeah. It's not what happens. Oh, okay. Not what happens at all. 
Um, he finds Edward upstairs holding his wife's like dead body in his arms. More specifically, like holding her head area. Okay. And like, I'm not quite sure how to picture it, but I picture it kind of like she's laying on the bed and then he's crisscross applesauce and like her head's in his lap. I don't know that that's what it is, but that's how I see it in my brain. Okay. And they're upstairs. Which is, he like moved the body. Just odd. Never moved you don't the body. Move the bo- I understand it's the 1800s, but you don't fucking move the body. God. We did know some things in the 1800s. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but it's it's pretty weird. But he, the Dr. Knapp, he's like, this guy's just grieving, I guess. Like, people grieve in their own ways. I'm going to give mm-hmm. this man all the benefit of the doubt. Probably too much of the benefit of the doubt. Way too much benefit of the doubt. So Knapp goes on to, like, examine Zona, as you should do when somebody dies. Yeah. And Edward becomes irate. That's a good like, sign. He's yelling, like, don't touch her. He won't let her touch her. Like, won't let the doctor touch her. Won't let the doctor perform an autopsy. Won't let anything happen. So, not wanting to deal with either the bullshit that that was, or, like, he said he didn't want to upset a grieving man. I think he was tired and didn't want to fuck with any of that. <laughs> um, he was just like, oh, she died of the everlasting faint. Oh, okay. Which, which everlasting faint was a heart attack back then. They just didn't realize that it was a heart attack because I guess people would just go to sleep and not wake up. Um, or whatever, like, they'd pass out because they're having a heart attack and then they just, like, wouldn't wake up. So it's the everlasting faint. <laughs> like... <laughs> so he said that she either died uh, of that or, like, possibly it was from childbirth or a miscarriage. I wish... I wish that we kept some of the terms that we used medically in the 1800s oh yeah um because the, I, i'm sorry if somebody was like ah oh, yes you've had an everlasting faint that would make me laugh at least yeah if i had a heart <laughs> attack i'd at least like a little bit joy <laughs> yeah that's joy true. afterwards um <sighs> we're not really sure why he said that though everlasting faint makes sense because like if he's just gotta assume how she died a lot of people died from that because well, they didn't know what it was and homeboy won't let him get anywhere near the body so to do anything God. though i think he should have tried harder it's your job to do yeah. an autopsy okay like, in my head if like i came in and like somebody is like hey yeah here's this dead body i moved it by the way i don't fucking touch it even though i called you i'm gonna be like okay word and then i'm gonna call the police but see like, are we saying that weird. i wonder this though are we saying that because we've listened extensively to hours of true crime content and we know that that's, like, what you should, like, look for if somebody's murdered someone. And, like, you gotta put it in that nineteen, that 1897 context. I, no, I feel like that's still suspicious. I mean, I think so, too. But apparently it wasn't suspicious enough. Even in the 1800s, I feel like he was probably like, that's fucking weird. Like, oh, I'm t- well, you called me. Uh, yeah! <laughs> like... Like, I assume you called me to do my job, and now you're not letting me do my job right um i would at least be like that was weird and worth at least noting it's worth noting i think i think he definitely took a mental note of it like really wasn't worth mentioning until asked about it much later on (laughs) so 
Nah, I would have been like, hey, just so like y'all know on the low. This that guy's is weird. This is weird. <laughs> that guy's weird. Like, um, but yeah, we're not really sure why he said that she might have died of like a miscarriage though, because like there wasn't any signs of that. It's rumored in like a couple sources that she thought she might have been pregnant and had been seeing Doctor Knapp for like a couple weeks before her death, but like, okay. uh, we don't know how true that is. Yeah. Um. Well, and again, couldn't get near the body, so. Right. Um. <laughs> But, yeah, from there, though, it's just, it, her cause of death for a little bit is everlasting faint or complications to childbirth. Okay. I'm very glad that I was born in the 1900s and not the 1800s. Same. Um, so the family is alerted to their daughter's passing, obviously, and yeah. Mary Jane is immediately like, no, like, it's not the everlasting faint. Get the fuck out of here. <laughs> She's like, I smell bullshit already. Wrong. Right. They're they're also like in shock. Like they hadn't seen her in three months. Like since she ran away to get married. Like they hadn't yeah. seen her, and they hadn't even been to her home. Like, and then she just dies of like complications to like childbirth or like a heart attack. Twenty two to twenty four years old. Yeah, yeah. That doesn't, doesn't make track. any sense. That doesn't track for anybody. Um, you know, and heart attacks do I feel like happen to like older people. So if this everlasting faint is typically happening to older people, and then your twenty four year old daughter dies of it, it's like hmm. Yeah, that doesn't seem right. Right. Um, but that's the cause of death, though, for a while. And there's not really any reason to believe otherwise. Okay. Yet. Uh, Aside from Edward's weird ass. Right. I feel he's like he's get, just a walking red flag. He's gonna get weirder, you guys. He's so... so, yeah, it is time to prepare Zona for her viewing and her funeral. Mm -hmm. um and typically back then and i think maybe even still now i mean i really don't know i i haven't had knock on wood send up a prayer haven't had anybody pass away in my family ever so i'm not equipped to deal with death great yeah um it's not fun i don't think it is <clears throat> no yeah. idea how to handle that though but that is for a much much later date hopefully um, yeah so Typically back then, like, this is something that the women in the family did was, like, dress her and, like, get her ready for burial, that sort of thing. Yeah. And I believe that, like, the viewings in this, like, Appalachian part of the, or Appalachian, Appalachian. Appalachian, I think. Appalachian. Is what I don't know people generally say. say? I don't oh. fucking know. Anyways, in this part of the country. All I know is there's um, spooky shit up there. People back then, I don't remember what it's called, but it was, like, you'd stay up with, like, the dead all night. Oh, okay. And, like, I guess maybe, like, they're in their casket type thing, and you, like, stay up with them, and people can kind of grieve in their own ways, and it's more of, like, a celebration of life, I think, than it okay. is, like, so much sadness, but, like... Yeah, that's pretty it's cool. Just, yeah, it is pretty cool. So, it's, like, a thing that they did that's, like, part of the viewing. They did it all night. Okay. So, uh, Edward... He was like, oh, I'm helping prep her body. That's happening. Okay. Like, even to the point that, like, he wouldn't let anybody touch her or, like, help dress her. Like, he just wanted to do it. And he tied this, like, bright red scarf around her neck as part of, like, her burial outfit. Because that's everybody's, not suspicious. Everybody's like, what's with the scarf, my guy? Is she going to get cold in the dirt? They didn't say it like that. That sounded really fucked up. I don't know how to deal with death. Um, 
but they're like, bro, what the fuck's up with the scarf? And he's like, oh, it's her favorite one. She said she wanted to be buried in it. Okay. Hmm. I don't talk very often about the things that I want to be buried with because I, as a 24-year-old adult, don't very often think about my own death. It's just odd. And they'd only been married for like three months. It's just weird that that. Yeah, I feel like that doesn't generally like come up that soon. No. Kind of honeymoon phase still, I think. Yeah, like I've told my like I've told my husband like, hey, if I die first, cremate me. But like, I don't think we've ever had like a full like, this is what I want you to bury me in. This is what I want to be wearing. The only reason Ty and I have had a conversation like that is because like I've kept flowers from like every bouquet. Not like the whole bouquet, but like just a couple of flowers from every one since I was like, I don't know, 16 or something. Mm -hmm. And I haven't gotten a whole bunch, but I've gotten a decent amount of flowers. Not to toot my own horn or anything. Okay. Just, like, from my dad and Ty and stuff. And I keep flowers, like, a couple out of there, and I dry them out. And, like, I want to be buried with those. Okay. That's sweet. Because I think that that, like, it's, like, a story kind of of my life, like, told through yeah. these flowers. I don't know. I want to be buried with those. And I've thought about that. But I don't, I don't know. I've only ever mentioned that to Ty, like, one time. And we've been dating for almost three years. So not just got married three months in. I'm like, hey, I want to be buried with my scarf. Yeah, I don't know. It's, uh, it's just weird. That's just, just weird. weird. Yeah. Um, it, it's very weird. So we're at the viewing, and shit's going to get so much more sus. Like, this man, <laughs> this this is like, kick you off the ship, sus. How am I not surprised? He will not, under any circumstances, leave her head. Like, he didn't leave to go to the bathroom. He, like, would not leave the room. Like, nobody was allowed to get, like, close to her head. He was, like, freaking out. Fucking um, weirdo. Yeah, he also placed this, like, folded up sheet and, like, a folded up ball of clothing, like, on both sides of her head. Which everyone was like, okay, what are you doing? And he was like, oh, it's just to make her more comfortable. But well, everybody just thinks that he's, like, like, they're giving him way too much benefit of the doubt. They think he's just grieving in, like, a weird dark. way. She's dead. I think we're past the point of comfortable. Okay, I kind of get that, not coming from this man, but, like, coming from somebody that, like, really loves you, I get this sentiment. Like, okay. I had an ex-boyfriend whose cat passed away, and when we buried him, I wanted to, like, wrap him up and, like, bury him in his blanket so he doesn't get cold. I understand he's not actually going to get cold, because he's dead. There are some things I get and some things I don't. I can understand wanting your significant other to maybe, f like, I don't know. We really don't know what the other side is like, so if you True. want. I mean, like, there are, like, I think there are certain things. Like, my my dad, uh, when my grandmother passed, my dad, like, closed her eyes. Uh, yeah. For her. You know, like, I think things like that make sense. I get, like, wrapping them up in a blanket. Like, I get, but I feel like paired with the being so yeah. obsessive about the head and the scarf. Mm -hmm. it's weird it's weird as fuck but nobody's I also, asking any questions i also think it's like it's one thing to be like oh i want to put a pillow under her head so she's comfortable yeah versus let me just surround her head right with cloth that seems like it's like i don't know there's some things that make sense and some things that just seem a little more off 
No, you're right. We should be suspicious. You have the right feeling. <laughs> it's also um, paired with everything else. Yeah. People definitely think something's, like, up, but, like, they're... It's the 1890s. They're trying to yeah. be polite. Like, you didn't... I don't know. I'm very much see something, say something. It has not always been that way. Also, like, there's there's some situations where um, politeness is is not necessarily the route we need to take. Yeah, I just think if you think your neighbor murdered your his wife, you should say something. Yeah, the maybe... is out the window and we're discussing murder. In the very least. In the very least. You don't, if you don't want to say something to him because, like, you also don't want to get murked, I get that. But in the very least, there are police in, in some vicinity of this area. I'd be like, listen, it may police. be nothing, but I at least need to make sure... You hear what I'm feeling. Right. Because that is um, the, the least I can do. So Mary Jane, she walks up there being the bad bitch that she is. She removes yes. both the cloths. Good. From like beside her head. And she noticed that her head kind of like shifted, but not so much that it was like a problem. Like she thought it was just natural because like she's laying on a pillow anyways. I don't know. Mm-hmm. She thought it was just like a natural shift. She didn't think anything of it. Uh, reportedly, she asked Edward if he wanted those items back, and he was like, ew, gross. No, okay. I don't. It's not sus at all, my guy. Totally fine with cuddling with the head, but touching the cloth that has been near the head, that's a no. That's an absolutely not. So now we're at the funeral. Okay. And uh, it's pretty standard. And burial is all pretty standard, except um, the second that last little scoop of dirt went on top of her grave. Edward let out the biggest sigh and makes a beeline for the fucking exit. He's gone. <laughs> like, he dips. And everybody, like, watched him do that. Like, everybody Ooh. at the funeral, like, watched him watch the dirt get thrown and then dip. That's sus. That is so sus. That's the depth. When you look up sus in the dictionary, it's this man. <laughs> Dog, you just had to wait, like, 15 more minutes. I know! You're, like, not helping yourself out at all. And then you totally could have been like, I'm sorry, this is a really emotional thing for me. Like, I just need to... Go. Or maybe not audibly sigh when she's... Play the game a little. We're trying to get away with murder. Yeah. Uh, But as Jillian Pensavalli says, stay stupid. Stay stupid. So that's... I mean, she's buried, and that's kind of the end of it. Okay. Until it's not. Good. So Mary Jane is devastated, obviously. Of she is. I mean, she'd been estranged from her for the past few months, so she didn't even get to spend that time of her life with her, like, just devastated, and I completely get it. And she's sleeping in Zona's old room, and she's <sighs> just, like, begging and praying to see her daughter again. Like, that's all she wants in the world. Yeah. Now, Zona, she doesn't have time for anybody's shit. Good. Not in life and not in death. <laughs> Good. Because one night, not long after she died, that very thing happens. Soda, she appears to Mary Jane, and she's like, since nobody else is gonna fucking do it, let me do it. If you want something done right, you gotta do it your goddamn self. Hell yeah, girl. She comes to her mom, and, like, most people are gonna call it dreams. Mary Jane says that it was not a dream. She testifies to that in court, that it was not a dream. Her daughter was there. Okay. I, like, I believe her. I believe her, too. I'm right there with you, Mary Jane. Um... And Zona has a fucking story. She is here to fucking make the tea, boil the tea, spill that tea all over the place. Oh, hell yeah. Get it, girl. So she's like, Mom, 
It wasn't a fucking everlasting fate, nor was it childbirth. Edward killed me. Straight up, point blank, that man murdered me. Yeah. Um, She tells her mom that he came home for lunch that day, even though he told police later on that he did not go home at all that day. Even though it was his normal routine to go home for lunch. He just didn't that day. Um, But he goes home for lunch, she says. She's telling her mom this, and her ghost is telling her mom this. Let me be Mm -hmm. clear. And she's like, like, even though she felt like total shit, because she really had been sick that day. Yeah. uh, She still, like, makes herself look presentable for him and, like, has lunch ready when his lazy, helpless ass gets home. Can't even get his own eggs. I'm saying... Uh, she had prepped, like, a very nice meal. It had, like, fruits and breads, but, like, she wouldn't turn in the fucking oven on. She don't feel good. Yeah. Valid. Valid. It was, like, breads and fruits and jams. Just, like, stuff that you could just, like, pull out and, like, make. But, like, Lunch a very food. good spread. Multiple jams, I heard. Like, three to four different jam options. That, if I came home and somebody was like, here's a charcuterie board, I'd be like, wow. I am being thank spoiled. You. I am. Thank you. So yes. much. Um. And, like, she felt like shit. So, she's like, I'm not turning the fucking... Like, I don't want to fuck with all that. That's too much. Yeah. And then you gotta clean it up afterwards. Who the hell? Not I. Put that shit in the air fryer and be done. Anyways, she tells her mom that she uh, did all this. So, like, still prepared his, like, lunch, basically. Because um, if she didn't have a meal ready, he would either, like, physically or mentally abuse her. Because, like, it wasn't ready. Like, she didn't have a meal prep for him. So, he's going to be, like, mean to her. Because that's justifiable. Yeah. Um, so, and and in case you can't tell, that's not justifiable. That was a joke. Yeah. Sarcasm. It's disgusting. Yeah. So, she had it ready, and this next part, like, it, like, breaks my heart, because, like, it happens to women. Yeah. I mean, and and not just women. It happens to men, too. Like, it happens to people. And, like, she did everything she could. She didn't feel good. She still tried to cook lunch. Like, she still made herself look presentable for him. And, like, what happens next still happened. And, like, that's why women don't leave. That's why women or men, mm-hmm. that's why people don't leave. It's why they don't stand up for themselves. It's why yeah. they can't get out. Because even when you do everything right, there's still something wrong with it. And they yeah. still are going to abuse you for that. Yeah, it's never going to be enough. Because he's mad as fuck that... I don't know, because see, Ty would be mad at me because I got up and cooked him lunch when I didn't feel good. Yeah. And I should be in bed resting. It'd be a frustration there that I was, like, up doing this, I think. And vice versa. You should be in bed resting. Yeah. That's why I would be irritated. Because that's the But also grateful that you cooked me lunch, even though you don't feel good. I appreciate you. Thank you, baby. But, like, go to bed. Um, yeah. Thanks for the jams. Get back in bed. Yeah. He's pissed because Zona didn't prepare any meat for his meal. Grow I up. think it's I think it's because he realized how tiny his peen was, but like tomato tomato. Fucking grow up. And like I'll say it again, if you have a small peen, fine. There's nothing wrong with you. You're perfect the way you are. But if you also beat and berate women, I'm gonna have to call you out for your little dick energy. Yeah, it's really like the vibe more than anything. Yeah, little peen isn't a physical little peen. I as said previously before on this podcast. It's it's an energy. It's a vibe. Really. It's a vibe. Um so um, he's pissed, and what, do you have an um? No, it's just like, like, cry me a river, build a bridge, and get over it. I'm saying, like, shut the fuck up, eat this jam, and get the fuck out of my house, go back to work. God. Oh, damn. 
so yeah he's big fucking mad and she's he's zona says that he starts taking her pretties off the wall and like by her pretties i think she means like her decor and stuff but like i don't know she called it her pretties and i thought that was precious yeah that is but he starts like taking all of her stuff off the wall he's throwing it into this basket like he's just messing up all of her shit he's and like mad what? at her and for what because you didn't like your four jam spread fuck you and this grow fresh up. bread grow up she wore a crown and she came down in a bubble dug. Uh, but yeah, so she's like throwing all this stuff on the floor, like breaking all of her stuff. And Being an this absolute is things, child. Yeah, this is where things go from bad to worse. Because I'm sure Zona was mad. And like, I'm like, you start throwing my shit off these walls. Bitch, yeah. I'm coming for your ass. Because you're not about like... to take my live, laugh, love sign and chunk it on the floor. Hell no, you're no. not. No, Fuck because you. you're literally like you're acting like a child. An actual like... child. A child throws temper tantrums. You're yes. a grown man. Act like it. And um, so I'm sure that she had something to say back. Like, I'm not, I mean, maybe she didn't. I don't know. It's a different time. But I feel like she had words for him. And from there, things escalate. And he starts choking her. This is going to get very graphic. It's very violent. But Zona had to tell her story. So we are here to listen. Okay. Mm-hmm. Um, but trigger warning. You can skip it if you don't want to hear it. Whatever. So Edward starts choking Zona to the point where, like, blood is coming out of her mouth. And she said that he just, like, squeezed and squeezed and squeezed until, like, she felt her neck snap at, like, the base of her, like, neck, like, in between a couple of vertebrae. And um, that's very important. Remember that. Yeah. It's also said, I'm just going to go ahead and do this later on. They'll, uh, we'll get to it here in a minute, but later on they're going to do an autopsy. And um, it said that, like, her windpipe was like they used the word mashed oh i hate that like they said it was like either from the force of him like choking her or like kneeing her in the neck i hate that yeah what a disgusting human being awful awful person and uh but put that on a post-it she also tells her mother like where you can find drops of blood that are in the house uh where her pretties were tossed where her neck was broken like where at on her neck it was broken um where she could find the dress that zona was wearing that day like everything her mom like zona spilled the fucking tea good uh she appeared to her mom over four nights uh like four nights in a row to tell her the full story of what happened and to make her fucking point that she'd been strangled that like her neck had been broken one of the nights when Zona's leaving, she walks away from her mom. She, like, says her goodbyes, walks away from her mom. And then, like, a fucking owl turns her whole head Zona. around to look at her mom. Listen, Zona. Zona, I'm here with you. Here <laughs> but with you lost me for a second. I support, <laughs> and I support you in this. You're losing me. <laughs> However. Do you have to scare the shit out of me? <laughs> like, if we could refrain from doing that. um that is preferable (laughs) for sure like Um, i'm with you girl i believe you you don't need to i'm here to tell your story sister but like (laughs) i don't need that i didn't need the visual at all actually um so mary jane ain't no punk ass bitch and she's like all right i'm going to the cops um she watches barches her ass down to the sheriff's office and she's like bitch i got a story for you Mm mm-hmm and um the sheriff he's kind of like okay mary you sound like a fucking crazy person like i'm gonna level with you you sound crazy yeah <laughs> and, no i mean like and, I, listen 
I, okay. I get it. Mm-hmm. But also, mm-hmm. I feel like if literally anybody had been like, yo, this dog's acting shady as fuck. You all saw it. You were all at the like, funeral. You all, like, I, mm, I'd be like, okay, like, does it sound far-fetched? A little bit. But, like... Well, I think that's what happened. Because he was like, yes, this sounds far-fetched. Fitched? Fetched? Fitched. However, um, the sheriff, like, kind of already had his own suspicions of Edward. Based on all of the other things that he had heard, like, through the grapevine and stuff about this funeral and the way he's been acting yeah. and that sort of thing. And so he's like, okay, we'll call Dr. Knapp. We'll see how he feels about the situation. Now, Dr. Knapp, sir, say something, say something. Why did you have to wait to be asked That's about my thing. Again, literally. Like, if at any point you're like, this seems suspicious, I would have just casually been like, hey, look, it could be nothing, but... As the county coroner, I shall let you know. This man's like, acting a little weird. This gave me weird vibes couldn't even do an actual autopsy and that's like my thing is like it's one thing like do your job yeah i do think like the people at the funeral probably should have been like hey that was really weird but also like if somebody is actively barring you from doing your job like you are the coroner like you just decided to not do an autopsy because you didn't want to disturb this grieving man quote grieving man literally that is what i would write on the on the report it'd be like homeboy wouldn't let me do an autopsy i don't know Ah, but see, if this was the other way around and it was Zona, like, holding his head and not letting a man perform the autopsy, she'd be a hysterical woman and she'd be at the asylum with the gates of hell. True. Oh, how the turns table. Um, (laughs) So, Dr. Knapp gets in there and he's like, yeah, he had moved Zona's body. He, like, wouldn't let me touch her. I couldn't perform an autopsy. And, like, that settles it for the sheriff. Zona's body's got to be exhumed. Good. That's happening. We're doing an autopsy. Good. Edward's not happy about it. Of course he's not, because he's guilty. At all. Um, But they do it anyways, and he is forced to attend her autopsy, like, with all of her family and stuff there. Weird choice, but okay. Well, I think people went back then, or, like, maybe even still now. Like, it might not have been her whole family, but her mom for sure was there. Um, Because, like, you just want to know what happened. Yeah, but it's weird that he, like, had to attend. Well... It was in his best interest that he did attend, is what they said on Morbid. Ah, that makes more sense. The sheriff was like, you're gonna go. He said, you're gonna want to be here for this. Yeah. I'm getting my handcuffs ready, oh boy. Reportedly, the autopsy lasted roughly four days, and they said this on Morbid. I did research outside of Morbid. I just, some of their bits were really funny, and I feel like I should repeat them. But I don't want to use them as my own joke, because that's wrong. Yeah. Um. But they said on there that, like, supposedly they just, like, shut down a schoolhouse, pushed all the desks together, performed this autopsy. Kids went to school the next day. (laughs) So that's... That's got to be a health code violation. (laughs) That's definitely a problem. (laughs) Uh, But, yeah, so they do this autopsy. It lasts, like, four days. For whatever fucking reason, they don't check her neck until the fourth day. Okay. Yeah. That seems like the first place you'd want to check. That's what I'm saying. They don't even take the scarf off of her neck until the fourth day. Dog. And when they take the scarf off of her neck, like, it's worth mentioning that there's, like, not any embalming or anything that happened back then. And the weather was very, very cold Um, at the time. It was January when she passed away. And they had, like, a really bad winter and stuff. So it was very cold. So her body is in, like, pretty good condition. Okay. Um, but when they 
pull this scarf off of her neck, her head just, like, rolls, basically. Like, because it's not attached to anything. Her neck was broken in the same spot that she said it was broken in her mom's, like, dreams. So, they're all standing there. Head okay. falls to the side, right? First words out of Edward's mouth. What do you think they were? It wasn't me. You can't prove it was me. Dog. Sir. Dog. Nobody had even really asked you yet. <laughs> like, Kind of jumping the gun? Sort of makes me think you did it. So he gets arrested. For Good. obvious reasons. <laughs> Good. And... Uh, Everybody, like, rallies around uh, Mary Jane, which I think is Good. crazy. Because everybody was like, yeah, we believe your ghost story. You know what? I'd love to see it. Yeah. Everybody's like, yeah, no, we believe that. So they get to the trial. And um, the prosecution is kind of like, we're not going to ask about that. We don't want to make her look crazy to the jury. And, like, yeah, seeing a ghost is pretty taboo now. Well, let's not yeah. talk about taboo. It was in the ni- 1890s. So... The prosecution's like, no, we're not gonna, we're not gonna do that to her. Okay. Defense, fair game. They're doing it to her. They want to make her look crazy because they're trying to get yeah. the homeboy off. Um, and yet her neck was still broken. Weird. Yeah, right. Um, so her mother testifies to all this, and this is the only time that a ghost testimony has ever been recorded in like actual U.S. history, like in a Incredible. court of law. The Incredible. only time it's ever happened. And um, don't girl get it. She said, I will do this myself. Thank I you. I don't agree with the owl thing you did with your neck. That it's was weird. too much. weird. Didn't like it. But I'm proud of you. <laughs> yeah. So her mom testifies to all this. Um, I think the defense even tries to make her say that it was a dream. And this is when she's like, no. Like, I was not dreaming. Yeah. Zona was there. Like, I, we spoke. And also, other. either way, her neck was broken. Either way, when you pulled her out of the dirt, her neck was broken. Okay, so not only was her neck broken, everything else Zona said to her mom in those dreams was true. Her pretties were found broken and in a basket, tossed mm. to the side. There was blood at the house right where Zona said it was going to be. The Get only it, thing that they ended up not being able to find was her dress. Like, they didn't find that where they said it was, where she said it was going to be. Um, but he could have moved that after the fact. That's true, yeah. Or whatever. Like, I don't know. Um so they're doing all that. It also comes out in the trial. This part's not going to look real good for Mr. Edward. Um, it comes out in the trial that his real name's not Edward, number one. It's okay. Erasmus. Oh, okay. Two, which, not the same thing. Close. No. Not the same. Um, and the reason why we're going by Edward now is because we've had not one wife, but three. Oh. Zona being the third. Mm-hmm. And final. Um... This man had married another woman some time ago. He also lied about his age. He said he was like a firm 29. He was 36. Big old gap. Somewhere in there. Those might not mm-hmm. be exact numbers, but something like that. And um, he had his first wife and he had had a baby with her. And mm-hmm. shortly after having a baby with her, he just kicks her out. Rude. Tells her to get fucking lost. Um, and then a little bit after that, he... Gets, like, in trouble for stealing horses, so he goes to jail. And that lady was like, all right, I can actually divorce you now. Because up until recently, like, the last 70 years, probably, women couldn't just divorce their husbands because they wanted to. She had to wait until he went to jail. So, um, he goes to jail. She divorces him. Good for her. She lives the rest of her life with their daughter. We never hear from her again. Um, I hope she did well. I hope she did well for herself. I hope she did too. 
Hope you had a great life. Yeah. Um, his second wife, uh, she's dead as well. Um, nah. He said that he was like rebuilding something with bricks. I don't know exactly what he was doing. He was building something, okay? And he had like called her over like, hey, can you get me some more water, babe? <laughs> and as he called her over, I guess he just tossed a brick. And so the he brick threw just a brick like, at this woman. <laughs> he threw a brick at this woman. Like, and he was like, no, nah, she just like walked over and I wasn't paying attention and I just threw the brick and it hit her in the head and she died. So he killed her with a brick. He killed her with a brick and everybody was like, yeah, that tracks. She just, it was an accident. That man intentionally okay. killed her with a brick. Let 100%. Be, let it be known. I have 100% no doubt. 100% intentionally killed her with a brick. Um, so this is when he is still going by Erasmus and he's like, I gotta go. Yeah, because you're a murderer. So remember, he's the new blacksmith in Zona's town. He has jumped to a different town and just changed his name. He's a whole new person now, like we talk about sometimes. He's Edward Shu now. And um, that's where he meets Zona. Now that's how he got here. Uh, And with all of that information, the fact that we think he might have killed his first wife or his second wife... He did kill his third wife, and mm-hmm. his first wife he kicked out with a newborn baby. Mm-hmm. The guilt, the the jury's like guilty, <laughs> guilty. He did it. Now did they it. couldn't, they couldn't come to a unanimous agreement on the death penalty. It was like ten to two. Like who are these two that are holding out? This man threw a brick at a woman, and then murdered another woman. Like what? Okay. I know you have to be 100% right all the time, and, like, it was technically a ghost testimony, so maybe don't sentence the man to death for that, but he did this! Yeah, like, I I have mixed feelings about the death penalty, but also this guy sucks. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, they, he just gets life in prison, and the townspeople, not happy about it. it at all. Tracks. They're mad. Um, yeah. So, they decide that they're going to form a mob and break him out of prison so they can hang him themselves. Wow. Yeah. Wow. But law enforcement gets wind of this, like, right before it happens. Um, some farmers, I guess, had heard the conversation was like, we don't want, we don't care about shoes so much. We just don't want, like, these people to get hurt. Like, if, like, a, like if something breaks out. That's So we're just going to tell the police. That's fair. Police shut it down. However, this man died two years later in prison from, like, pneumonia. So. Not the way I wanted him to die, but I'm glad he's dead. Yeah, what a bitch. However, he died... But not before he got to make this super creepy drawing of the two of them. It looks like... Okay, because I looked it up. It looks like he's sitting in a chair on one side and Zona is standing on the other. Which... Fucking come on. She, you're sitting and she's standing. Fuck you. Um, and then it looks like there's like roots drawn maybe Ooh. in between them. Like a weird looking tree type thing. And then you can see at the very top of the page there's like the ground... And there's two coffins, like a coffin on each side. Ooh. And like trees coming out of the ground. And like he never explained what it meant. He never like actually confessed to killing her. So some people think that might be a confession. But like, why is he also in a coffin? But maybe because he got a life sentence? I don't know. But he like never explained it. And then he died of pneumonia. What a fucking creep. So, yeah. Um, but Zona's a bad bitch. So is Mary Jane. She came back Hell to yeah. solve her own murder. She said, this isn't going to fucking work for me. Um, fuck you. Yeah. I'm a real one. I'm a real bitch. Yeah, she like, said, listen. 
we're gonna get a real sorted. bad bitch. And she got it sorted. She sure did. Good for and her. And like I said, that's the only time in like U.S. history that a ghost testimony has been taken in court. So, yeah, it's kind of all I got for you today, though. I'm glad that had that had a much happier ending than most of our. Yeah, that is true. Like for there to be um, so much murder at the beginning. Yeah. That guy's a bitch. Oh, 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 that a guy. big bitch. Little dick energy, honestly. Mm. You gonna throw a tantrum because you didn't get some meat with your lunch? Grow That's what up. I'm saying. Like, You're a child. Cook your own fucking meat and get your own fucking eggs. Dog, Piece of shit. I'm sorry. Go to the store. If you want something, like, I'm sure there is some establishment where you can buy food. Also, Do why didn't yourself. you pick me up something for lunch when I don't feel good? Yeah. What a bitch. He didn't pick her up something for lunch, though, because he he was going to murder her. No. I don't think he planned to. I definitely think it was, like, a fit of rage in the moment. Though, I do not think the rage was justifiable. No. No. Nor do I think killing someone out of rage is ever the right answer, but... That was not justifiable rage at all. So. Um, But, yeah, that's kind of the end. That's all we got. Wow. Ah, So, a couple of spooky stories. I know end in this wrapping up this halloween season but uh yeah you guys i guess can check us out on the socials if you're interested in that kind of thing yeah please do um we are at your mom's a hoax pod on all the things except for tiktok where Mm -hmm. we are ymah pod yes actually we're not at your mom's a hoax pod we're just at your mom's a hoax so okay fun googling that i just remember that i said it wrong <laughs> um but yeah and you guys can check it out i'll post the drawing that he drew Ooh. on the instagram and the twitter um but yeah wow uh, well what a fun little spooky episode i know but what i guess is? i guess tune in next week for our regularly scheduled programming yes please do yeah. um please remember to rate and review yes um, and yeah we love, we love y'all yep all my right. cat is crawling behind my computer screens again it's perfect time to end this recording <laughs> before he even ruins it yep all right. okay <laughs> well, bye bye